welcome to WCAT The Den. Welcome to the What Does It Take podcast. My name is Coach Curran. This is episode three with Jatutap Ratahana Takol. I hope I'm saying that right. Uh, uh, or as I call this young man, Big J. Uh, this episode is featuring Jay, and we're going to talk all about him and about his passions at Wheeling High School. Jay, up, how's it going? Going good. You messed up my name a little, but it's <laughs> fine. Can you say your name for us? Yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm still working on it, Jay. By the time you graduate, I'm going to be able to say you got it. Two more years. <laughs> you got two more years. I'm working on it every day. I think about it every day, Jay. All right. So, Jay, obviously, your name's difficult for me to say. Um, so why don't you tell us a little bit about uh, where, you're, where you're from and where your name comes from? So I'm not from here. I was born in Thailand, um, half Thai and Chinese. I got my name from, I think, my dad or my granddad. He got the name. I'm pretty sure it means something, but I honestly have no clue what it means either. And it's quite common in Thailand to have a long, somewhat of a last name. Okay. But for here, yeah, not so much. <laughs> yeah, it's a little bit different. Um, but, you know, it's hard to say different things from different languages for, for anyone. So it's always, uh, always going to be a challenge no matter what. Um, but I think a lot of people often don't know what their name means. So, like, I, yeah, I you know. It, most people don't know what the name means, so it's just a name. That's it. Yeah. yeah, I wasn't named for anyone either. Most people weren't. Some people are, but um, it, it's just interesting. You know, I've I've um, I've never met anyone. I guess I, I probably haven't met too many Thai people because I've never met anyone with a with a name quite like yours. Um, in wrestling, names are, I don't know, kind of like this. It's kind of like this weird thing where you, you remember people's names, you know people's names, and uh, yeah. the tournaments, everyone has to announce names. So this year, every time we went to a tournament, I'd have to kind of come over to the head table and explain how to say your name. Oh, you just muted yourself. I had to um, for a second. So that was always kind of like an experience, and sometimes I would try to mess with the table workers and just be like, oh, you, you don't know how to say that, and tell them like, oh, this is, you know, Ratahata Nakol, and tell them they had to say it every single yeah, time. Sure. Yay. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, so what, it every time. what's your name at, at all the tournaments? Jay and just my last name. Or well, just Jay from Wheeling. Jay from Wheeling. <laughs> yeah, from that's Wheeling. it. <laughs> uh, you know, I've, I've heard a lot of names mispronounced. I've heard a lot of names... Um, Overpronounced. I've never heard uh, an announcer give up on a name uh, <laughs> quite like yours. Yeah. So it's it's really cool. I think it's awesome. I love uh, I love it. I love having uh, you you uh, on the roster and it, with your name. Um, all right, let's get into let's get into some some more wrestling talk a little bit. This year, I 
made an award for the wrestling team that I called uh, the Neil Weiner Love of Wrestling Award, right? Yeah. And I gave that award to you um, yeah. in honor of Coach Weiner because, Jay, you love wrestling. You, you seem to be very into it. Um, tell me a little bit about where that comes from. Well, I didn't really know what wrestling was until I came to America. And even then, when I came here, I didn't know what actual wrestling was. I just saw WWE and I thought, that's it, that's wrestling. And then in middle school year, me and my friend made a bet that if I lose, I would join the team for a little bit. And I lost. So what did you, what did you lose team. in? Hmm? What did you lose in? Like a wrestling match? Oh, no. It was just like a bet or something, like a game. I think we were playing just Uno or something, and I lost. So I was just like, well, there I go. Okay, so that's how you so, got into wrestling? Yeah. I gave it a shot. I didn't like it that much. But then something clicked, and freshman year I came back, and I just, I just went for it. Awesome. Awesome. So um, not only – you know, to win that award, it's not like, oh, yeah, I really like wrestling. You're kind of, like, obsessed with wrestling. Um, oh, yeah. Talk a little bit about what you do in your spare time, how much wrestling content you kind of consume. Oh, that's I, – I watch a lot of wrestling videos just on a daily basis, usually just in, in class, really, when, like, I have nothing to do. I just whip out my iPad, put on some clips, and then just – watch it silently yeah maybe not the best idea for class but um i think yeah. if we had the amount of access I, when i was your age i probably would have been doing the same thing um it's yeah. hard it's, it's hard with it's such a it's tough when you have anything at your fingertips like not to yeah you just kind of like you just kind of went for it, it it's like it's hard getting not getting distracted by just like everything you have in your hand. Yeah, but I think it's fair to say that you watch wrestling content every single day. You're watching technique. You're watching matches, right? Oh yeah, every day. <laughs> every day. Didn't miss once. <laughs> at least, at least a video, maybe an Instagram clip, maybe just a story. That's it. Awesome. At man. least. I love it. I love it. Yeah. I'm, uh, you know, I'm obsessed with it just like that too. And I'm, um, always watching wrestling, always watching clips, technique, different things. Um, just obsessed with, with soaking up as much as I can. So, um, you're, what year are you now? I am a junior right now. And how did your season go last year? Uh, ups and down, but, um, Worked my way up, got third at regional, qualified for sectionals, but yeah, I kind of just ended there. Yeah, man. Sadly. Hey, there's nothing wrong with that. You know, when I was a sophomore in high school, that was my goal, and that's what I did too. I took third at the regional and qualified for the sectional. And um, there's plenty of guys that um, that's how their freshman sophomore years go or junior years go, and you could still doesn't mean any anything um, negative. You know, you call your sectional qualifier. You you can wear that for the rest of for the rest yeah, of your life. life. Absolutely, it's it was it was a it was that was a super fun regional to coach and and to see you achieve that, especially because I can tell you care so much. 
about wrestling and and when you lose you take it real hard and um to see you make it happen and and qualify for the sectional tournament was uh it was awesome i know it was awesome for you but it was it was awesome for me and i think it was awesome for a lot of guys on the team because we know how hard you work yeah it was it was probably one of the biggest accomplishments in my life currently so yeah I, I took the win really really big sure man that's awesome so how does qualifying for the sectionals last year as a sophomore how does that uh, affect your your goals for the upcoming season and your and even into your senior season um it's mainly just like experience that i get from it that made it special i believe i can be better than I was last year and possibly qualify for state, maybe. If I work hard enough and dedicate, put enough dedication to it, then yeah, probably qualify. All right, so that's awesome. I love to hear that stuff. So let me ask you a couple things about some of the words you used. You kind of said the word maybe, and you said the word probably. Yeah. It's... So let, let, let's talk about that a little bit. Why do you think, oh, maybe, maybe I could qualify? Yeah, it's kind of like self-confidence is like a huge thing in wrestling. It's, if you're not confident that you're going to win the match, the mentality is off. Taking everything you get. Like the guy just beating on you and you're just like, well, can't do anything about it. But if you have a good mentality get taken down once or twice and you're like i can beat this guy get up again try to do a reversal or maybe escape and then take him down yeah absolutely so so you're exactly right you're you're the way you think during competition affects how you perform in that exact competition um do you think that saying like oh maybe i could qualify or probably i could qualify uh, do you think those are words that are like leading you towards qualifying for the state tournament? It's, it's a yes and a no, because maybe it's probably not the best word to use for literally anything or probably as well, probably not a good word, but yeah, it's just, it's just a mentality. It's a little bit off at the moment. 100%. Trying to get back into it. So, yeah. The, the reason I ask, I'm not trying to like put you on the spot, but the reason I ask is I, I feel like I was similar to you. Like in a way for, and this is just me talking, maybe this isn't how you feel, but for me, when I was probably your age, I'd be like, oh, maybe I could qualify. I hope I didn't want to come off like arrogant. I didn't want to like say, oh, I'm going to do this when I squeaked into sectionals, um, went 0 and 2, and then wasn't really that close to qualifying, but I really liked wrestling and felt like I could maybe do some good things, but, but wasn't sure. And as I got older and I wrestled for a long time, I kind of got better and better at saying, I'm going to do this. I'm going to be a state qualifier. I'm going to be a sectional champion. I'm going to be a state champion. Um, so I, I think that the faster that you can just decide and understand that saying I'm going to do these things isn't an er isn't arrogance, but it's a confidence in yourself because you care and you train so hard and you love the sport that saying those things um, in that way, in the definitive way, it's going to help you. 
it's going to, it's going to propel you. It's going to make you believe that you can do it. Even if maybe your body isn't even there and maybe you'll start to see some, some, let's say you don't qualify, but you say you're going to, maybe you do a lot of great things that maybe you wouldn't have done otherwise. Um, so I guess I just want to put that out there and let you know, like, Hey, own it, man, own those goals and, you know, try to focus on not using those words when you're talking about your, your big lofty goals that you want to do, not just in wrestling, but in your life, like I'm going to go do this. Yeah. What do you think about that? Yeah. You, you made it, you brought up really good points about the self-confidence. Yeah. It's, it's not really an arrogant word to say that, Oh yeah, I'm going to do it or I will do it. It's more like, just giving yourself a little boost of self-confidence, really, which I think everybody should have a self-confidence, even the tiniest bit of self-confidence. It would help in anything in life, not just wrestling. Just yeah. believing in yourself that you can do it. Absolutely. Yeah. Think about those guys like like Austin DeSanto and Gable Stevenson and Spencer Lee and Seth Gross and all these wrestlers that you and I know and maybe anyone else listening to this doesn't know who those guys are, but they never talk about – hopefully doing something or maybe to right they're like i'm gonna go yeah when i do it it's gonna happen 100 percent. so um you know those it's those are hard habits to break because it was I, I and i know from personal experience that those are hard habits to break um but man you love wrestling so much you train so hard you know you you do a lot to make sure that you're involved like you should believe in yourself you should think you can do these things um, cause I know you can, and I think you can, and I, you know, I, I want nothing more than to tend to coach big J down at the, you know, state tournament and force those announcers down at the state tournament. They to have to say, say your big name. <laughs> that would be yeah, awesome. My name over and over. Over and over all the way to the finals. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. Um, so Jay, another thing about you in wrestling is you like the flashy moves. You know, you're consuming all oh, yeah. the wrestling content. You like the flashy stuff. Um, you try a lot of different stuff in practice. Uh, we talked a little bit about it, but where do you see these moves, and, and how do you think it helps your wrestling? Well, I'm always open to try new things. So hitting the flashy move was kind of like one of the things in there. Like, you know what, I'll give it a try. Maybe it'll work. Maybe it'll help. Maybe it won't. But, you know, at least give it a try. Usually I just see them on some YouTube clips, national guys just hitting it, world-class guys just hitting it, or maybe just a random video of just a guy doing it. And it just went like, hmm, you know what? I'll try it today. I'll try it in practice. Yeah. So as a younger coach, right, um, my style of wrestling, I should say, as an athlete, I had to be very, very um, uh, uh, basic, and I had to be very, very fundamental. I couldn't do a lot of that stuff, and I was kind of coached not to do that stuff. So as a younger coach, it was tough for me with guys who wanted to do that. And so I made a conscious effort to kind of help you work on those things, because even though they're kind of unconventional sometimes, I know how much you love the sport and I know how much um, you're trying. So I want you to keep trying that stuff, man. Um, I want you to keep going for it. 
Um, but I don't want you to expand too much, you know, and try 5 million moves, you know, keep, keep hitting that Granby roll, keep hitting that Granby roll, you know? Um, yeah. So I love it. I love, uh, you know, because I, I'm always like, Jay's always got a chance, you know, he can, he's, he's always got something in his back pocket. He can put people on his back on their backs and, and put five points up real fast. So um, I, I really like that about you. Um, and you're always trying it. Um, but going into those moves, um, in a lot of your matches this year, you kind of, you know, would gas out a little bit. And then the technique on hitting some of those moves would kind of falter a little bit. And yeah. um, it's got <laughs> so my specific question about that is why do you, th why do you think you were, you would get tired at the end of the match? Well, it's, it's a lot of, a lot of stuff really that just make me gas out. Usually I'd just be like, oh wow, that guy just absolutely hammering me. And then <laughs> just trying to escape, trying to escape, trying to get a takedown. It's just like, wow, this guy is really good. Yeah. And just well, even sure. try and try. There, there's times, and in, in the way I say it is sometimes in wrestling, this happens, and it happens to everyone. It happens to everyone that wrestles unless you really get up to the pinnacle. Um, is you kind of get outclassed, right? You just wrestle a guy that's just yeah. way better. You know, yeah. And, and like, wow. It, yeah. It's, it's happens to everybody. Uh, happened to me. Happens to all the guys on our team. Happens to the best guys that have come through Wheeling High School. It just happens. I'm talking about the matches where you're in the match, down maybe one or two. Uh, you're in the bottom position in the third period and, and you kind of just run out of steam. What what do you think it is in those matches? Oh, well, it's, it's mainly just mentality, really. I didn't have a strong mentality during those uh, those matches during the season. There's a lot of stuff happening that you just got to deal with sometimes outside of wrestling. And sometimes just affects you. You're thinking like, damn, I'm not good enough for this. I'm not good enough to get an escape. Or just like cutting too much weight and not like cutting properly. So, yeah. All right. Uh, you bring up a couple of interesting things there. So the first one, which is kind of thinking, you know, a common thing, I think, in all of competition which is, I'm not, you know, you're in the middle of the competition and in your mind, you're thinking, I'm not good enough. I'm not good enough to do this. I'm not good enough to get this. It's, that's such a common answer from people. What do you think we need to do? And I say we as me, the coaching staff um, and you guys to get all of our wrestlers, all of our athletes at Wheeling High School, all of our competitors at Wheeling High School, to believe I belong here. I, I, I'm absolutely good enough to escape. I'm absolutely good enough to compete, to win. Um, what, what do you think that takes? How do, how do we change that? It's, it's, it's a really big topic to talk about because not everybody's going to like be the same. Not everybody's going to listen to it, listen to themselves, believe in themselves. So all you can do really is just trying to support them as much as you can, showing them that, hey, 
you got this. I believe in you. You believe in yourself. And then just let them do it. See if it works. So you think that kind of talk from, from coaches, from adults, is, is something that would – is something that resonates with you? Yeah, for sure, for sure. Awesome. Yeah, because I, I know I try to preach that, um, and I try to be a very positive coach, but, you know, I, I think I know that it's hard, and I think I know I'm, not, I'm certainly not perfect at it, um, but I do want – to make sure that all you guys know that I do believe in you and that, um, you know, working with you guys is, um, you know, it's a blast and it's enjoyable seeing the little wins and the little things that we can improve on. Um, and the wins and losses are really aren't as important, you know, um, as, as the time spent with guys like you, I get it. I, I have more fun coaching guys that are really excited about wrestling, even if they're maybe not getting the success that some guys get on the mat, um, more than a guy who is really, really good, but maybe is kind of burnt out on wrestling a little bit and not really enjoying it or, you know, just isn't, just isn't excited about it. So, you know, I want you to guys to always have that in your heads. And I think sometimes we get through the season and it's like, you know, I'm thinking I'm going home at night. I'm like, man, do the kids think I'm mad at them? Do they think I'm being negative? Am I, am I being negative? Do I need to, how do I change my attitude? How do I be more positive? What, what, how can I make this more fun? Um, so, you know, I, I think you and I have had a couple talks about, you know, that I do believe in you. And I, I think that you're going to be a great wrestler. And I, I hope that you believe those things when I say those things, because I, I mean it and I wouldn't say it if I didn't mean it. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, hearing support from the coaches, or not even the coaches, anybody, really, uh, really helps. So, uh, yeah, the supports, just the tiniest support, just maybe a teacher comes by and, be, and just say to me, oh, you did great last night, or just wow, I really like that move. It just, it gives you a little boost. You know, awesome. just hearing yeah, has that, has that happened? Have like other teachers or, or people said thing, positive things to you during like the school day or anything? Yeah, yeah. I've just like walking by, some teacher would know me and they would just say to me like, oh, congrats on the win last night. Or uh, just seeing me being down all day because of the big loss we took. Or just me just being down in general, they would just come up and tell me, You did great, you tried your best. And yeah, it, it helps bring your mood up a little bit. And once your mood is good, everything's just good. Awesome. Cool, man. Yeah. You know, it, it's, it's a, we talk about it all the time. I, I feel like uh, on the, these episodes, I've said like a lot of cliches. Um, but like, it's a grind, right? I mean, it is an absolute yeah. grind doing 40 matches week in, week out. And now you had to manage your weight a little bit this year. And I say manage your weight because, um, you know, weight classes can be tricky, right? And um, I've been involved. This is my 20th year in wrestling. So I started all the way back in um, 2000, 2001 school year as a seventh grader. Um, and, um, 
you know, weight has always been something that is involved in wrestling. You have to weigh a certain amount on a certain day. And there's a right weight class. There's a right weight class for everyone. And there's weight classes for a reason. And, uh, you know, you were kind of bouncing, you know, we'd have you at 126 and sometimes we'd have you at 120. Um, and it didn't seem like you ever had a tr problem making 120 and the um, hydration body fat test said you could make 120. So talk a little bit about maybe how challenging making weight was for you or how challenging like it could be. Because you kind of said, you know, that sometimes you feel like managing your weight affected your performance. Yeah, that's, that's one of the big factors in wrestling, just managing your weight, trying to keep it down as possible. Mm -hmm. And dropping weight classes, it's not really, I dropped, I didn't drop that much of a difference. I dropped from 126 to 120, but I myself have a re, somewhat of a low body fat. I don't really have a lot of fat on my body, being skinny mm -hmm. since I was a kid. So cutting the weight out of my body was pretty tough, pretty tough. Now, it can be, it can be a challenge if, if you're not doing it right. That's why we always are preaching, you know, you got to drink water and you have to eat the right way, you know, um, which that's something coaches don't have control of all the time. We don't always know, like, how weight management is going, you know, and I'll walk through the hallways and I see guys eating pizza or having Skittles or drinking pop, and I'm like, you know, it's another cliche that the wrestling coach is getting on his guys about eating junk food. But the reason is I know that's the fuel you're putting in your body and what you're doing is you're slowing your, you're slowing yourself down, especially if you, you know, Jay, I don't think I saw you on the scale more than like 124 pounds all year. Um, so, you know, if you're putting that bad stuff in your body, if you're not doing things the right way, it's going to really affect you. Even if it is, only a couple of pounds um, that you need to, to drop off. And, you know, it, it's a weird, it's just a weird part of the sport. Um, Cause I talk to people and, you know, a lot of people, it gets a bad rap for being unhealthy, but we try to promote doing it the right way. And with the rules we have in place now, you really can't do anything super, super bad for yourself. Yeah, you know, which was like guys losing 20, 30 pounds in like a week or two. Um, and, and people, you know, this is before I was even in the sport. This is over 20 years ago. People were dying, you know, <laughs> and horrible stuff like that. And thank God it's not happening anymore. But, um, you know, losing a little bit of water, sucking a little water out of your body and putting it right back in after you weigh in an hour later isn't, um, you know, it's not the worst thing in the world for you. Um, it's a weird part of the sport, uh, that's for sure. But, um, you know, there's weight classes for a reason. There's a, there's a reason that 120 pound kids don't wrestle 285 pound kids, right? Yeah. Um, so moving on from that, what, what do you think, um, I'm actually a little surprised that you kind of said you felt like you were gassing almost only because of the things that were, you were thinking in your head, um, which, which is like very common, but for myself as a wrestler, I never really, I always thought I was out of shape. 
like if I gassed, I never thought about like, oh, it's because I'm not confident or I'm nervous or I'm this or I'm that. I always thought I was out of shape. So what do you think coaching the coaches can do to, to train our guys better, um, to be better prepared and be more positive or be more uh, build up belief more in you guys, maybe other than just saying that I believe in you or I feel like I say it, but maybe I say it and you guys might not take it to heart. What, what can I do as a coach to get more guys bought in that like coach believes in me, coach thinks I can do it. And I know I can do it too. It's a really big problem, really, in a, just any sport, really, to make the athlete believe that their coaches believe in them. And, you know, the coaches don't have a lot of times themselves to just give everybody a prep talk because there's like 20, 30 guys on the team. Sometimes in other sport, there's 100. You can't just go like individually giving them a pep talk. It's, it's more of like their own problem to figure out. But a little help wouldn't hurt, you know, from the coaches. Because yeah. sometimes in matches, like coaches always saying, think about what you're going to do. Think about how you're going to take this guy down. And sometimes it just doesn't go your way. And you're just like, wow, I messed up bad. What am I going to do now? <laughs> and then there's just the coach yelling at the stuff outside the lines. Reach for attack or down block or sprawl or just wrestle. And the guy just like, oh, wow, I'm confused. What am I supposed to do? Interesting. So like the moment almost kind of overtakes you. There's all yeah. these things going on. And, I, you know, I think that's normal because um, maybe we, you know, we haven't had enough. Sometimes you just haven't had enough experience yet. So it's normal to have those experiences and, and kind of go, you know, realize that, oh, wow, there was a lot going on out there. I have to be a little more prepared somehow or be prepared for these different types of guys. So you have to take those matches where that's going through your head. Maybe that's, a, that's just a lesson. You know, that's just a lesson of, you know, I have to wrestle my match. And coach is giving suggestion, right? Um, but maybe at certain times, you have to throw that out and just do whatever your body's going to do. And me as a coach and the other coaches need to take that in, 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 need to understand that a little bit that you guys haven't always wrestled 300 matches already. And, and you're still kind of learning as you go and need to calm down and just be ready to wrestle. Yeah, that's, that's probably the good way to put it. There's probably a lot of ways you can put that out, but yeah, I think what you said was perfect. Okay. I'm going to try to really take that in mind um, um, and, and think about that. I've never even thought about the fact that, hey, maybe you should just shut up. Um, and I'm talking about myself. Maybe, I, you know, Coach Curran, you should just shut up and let these guys get after it and, and figure it out a little bit instead of trying to micromanage them. And I'm crossing the wires while you're wrestling because you're trying to listen to me. That's good. That's good info for me to know. So um, I got a couple 
of rapid fire questions here for you, Jay. Um, kind of jumping back to some fun wrestling stuff. All right. So I just want you to answer these real quick and I'm just going to bounce right to the next one. All right. Are you ready? I'm ready. All right. So who is your favorite wrestler to watch? Ooh, it's in a between of Austin DeSanto and Spencer Lee. They both have very dominant style of wrestling. They just get after it and just putting points up on the bar and they don't care what other people think of them. Yep. They're awesome. Uh, who gives the best interviews? Ooh, uh, probably say Spencer Lee. He's pretty supportive of his own teammate and he just give really good interview overall. And yeah, he's always definitely talking about being motivated by his teammates. Uh, who's the best college wrestler right now? My own opinion, I'd probably say uh, either Yanni or, yeah, Spencer. They're both, they're aiming, they were aiming to be a four-time national champ, but then stuff happened, so now yeah. hopefully they become a three-times national champ. Yeah, the COVID really, COVID-19 really screwed those things, screwed things up for those guys. Yeah, it really screwed uh, a lot of stuff for them. Yeah, uh, definitely those two guys are are. Incredible. You've brought up Spencer for every answer thus far. So um, he's obviously one of the best in the country, probably in the world. Um, who, wh what wrestler do you want to wrestle like? Ooh. I'd say probably a mix between just the dominant of Spencer and the funk of Yanni, he's always pulling some stuff that you've never seen, and he just does it. Yeah, I think you're a little more. I like. I was expecting kind of the Yanni answer because he's he's definitely flashier. You know, Spencer, oh, yeah. he puts him down, he puts him on their back, boom, 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 he's done. He kind of hits the same moves every match, but Yanni's always, you know, there's something new every time. Yeah, exactly, exactly. That's exactly how you are too. I'm always like, what's Jay going to do today? <laughs> yeah. And where, where's the best place to find wrestling content? Oh, I'd definitely say YouTube. There's just a bunch of stuff. Awesome. Everywhere. Yeah. Very cool. Very cool. Uh, and last one, what is the best part of wrestling? The best part of wrestling is probably the experience you get from it. You either you hate it, you love it. There's no in between. I'd agree with that. What do you mean by the experience? Like, because you love it. So like, what, what is it about wrestling? Because you've got the bug, right? I've got the bug. Um, you know, we've got some other kids, I think in the school that have the bug a little bit, the wrestling bug. What, what is it about wrestling that just, hooks you it's it's nothing like i've ever done before in my life and it's a really unique sport from all the other sport out there because when you're in the match just wrestling your opponent it's just between you and them there's no teammate there's no nothing you just against between that guy and you and you either 
take it to the heart, whether you win or you lose, or you're just like, oh man, I, I don't really care. I'm just here to wrestle. Yeah, it's this weird thing about co- competing in wrestling and, and getting those W's sometimes. And there is, you know, another wrestling cliche, but like there is just absolutely nothing in the world like getting your hand raised after a super tough match. Um, you know, maybe you had to score right at the end or, or you had to hold on for, for a tight lead and you win a tournament or, or you win a, a match for the team or, or you maybe in, move into a placing match or win third place, you know, and, and maybe you didn't think you could do it or you weren't sure. And there's something about that, that feeling that it was all you, you know, nobody else had any part in it. Yeah. It, it was me. Go ahead. It was your hard work, your dedication, just everything. This is on you. For sure. For sure. I, you know, I've, I feel the same way, but I've thought about that question so many times. Like, how did this get me? How am I so like into this thing? And I, you know, I go through different, all sorts of different questions, but I always like asking guys that, um, that are as addicted to it um, or as into it as I am. So let's talk a little bit about your feelings on some competition. We've kind of gotten into some of these things, but I, I really like asking about this. So what do you think about right before your match? What's going through your head? Ooh, it's a mix between just what am I going to do to that guy? Never wrestled him before. Don't know what he's got. What am I supposed to do? And just going in, just either you win or you learn something. Absolutely. Do you ever have a plan, like off the whistle? You know, you know what your setup's going to be, what you want to get to before the match starts? Yeah, most of the time it's just getting a snap down, trying to get inside, and then just fake a shot, go for a single work sometimes and sometimes just doesn't work sure but but the important thing is like you know what you want to do when you get out there right you know i'm going to get my inside tie i'm going to throw a fake and then i'm going to hit a single or i'm going to get my inside tie i'm going to push in i'm going to snap down so those right there um those are two great just thoughts things to be thinking about right you're not thinking about the moment you're thinking about the right things i think which is the process of the match. I'm going to get in there. I'm going to score right away. And sometimes it doesn't go the way you, you were hoping it would go. Sometimes a guy throws a funky move at you and, and that's fine. But the important thing is before you went out there, you, you've got some sort of good, positive um, kind of uh, um, routine that you go through before your match, um, which is important. I'm, I'm happy to hear that that's how you think and you're not too nervous or, or thinking about another thing that I bring up a lot, which is you're thinking about winning and losing. So I'd love to hear your thoughts about, about that as well. Uh, winning and losing is big factors of wrestling because not nobody wants to go in there and just lose every match. They want to win every match. And sometimes you think you're going to win the match and 
something happened, maybe you get gassed out, maybe the guy's just better than you, or maybe you just made a mistake and you end up losing. And you can't just expect to win every time, but you can also expect that I'm going to put up a good fight. Yeah, but why can't you expect to win every single time? It's something that it, you're not going to be the best just right off the bat. Nobody's born the best. Everybody in their career had some loss, some major downfall, or just bad stuff in general. So you can't just go out there and expect that, oh, yeah, I'm going to win every match. Because sometimes you don't win at all. You're just utterly losing. You put up zero points. You thought you are going to win. And it really, really hits you hard because you thought you can do it, but you couldn't. Yeah. So, you know, you go into a really great I, – I, I really liked your answer, which is you're, you're still – when did you start wrestling? Uh, I tried it in middle school, eighth grade. Okay. And so, went to let them practice, and that's it. So you started in eighth grade. So you, uh, you let, let's just say you started in eighth grade, right? Yep. The best wrestlers in the state of Illinois, all, you know, 19, you know, 13, 12 out of 14 kids that win state titles probably all start wrestling when they're seven, eight, nine years old, second, third, fourth grade, maybe, right? So those guys, by the time they get to high school, have had, 200 wrestling matches have practiced as much as you would practice in high school. They already have all that experience and they're already pretty darn good. And then they improve even more as they move through high school. So what you're saying is I'm just starting. I'm new at this. And there's these guys that I know when I wrestle them are not new. They've been doing this a long time. They have a ton of experience. Um, you know, and I felt like another personal experience of mine, I was in the same way. I started wrestling in seventh grade. I did like a couple little tiny, you know, the, the middle schools around here only do half a season. So I did two half seasons before high school. And I remember watching guys from Wheeling, um, Jamie Smith, Mark Smith, um, you know, all these guys that I was like, man, how they're only a year old. Those two guys were only a year older than me. And I'm like, they're on varsity. They're winning the conference. They're qualifying for state. Like, how are they doing? How are they so good? They've been wrestling a really long time. And my goal kind of became, I got to catch those guys. I got to catch the, all the guys from Wheeling and Barrington and um, Conant and the other schools that were really good at the time. Um, and I trained all the time and all the time. And by the time I was a senior, I, I got close. Um, you know, to the point where I could feel confident against anybody in the state. But at some point, there has to be that transition, right? You're a junior now. At some point, you have to transition yeah. and say, I, I wrestle all the time. I train all the time. Um, I'm doing all the things I'm supposed to be doing. I'm going to expect to win. And I'm going to or, You know what? If maybe a guy's better than me, I'm going to expect to compete. I'm going to expect to. I'm wrestling guys ranked, you know, in the state. I'm going to, I'm going to take him down. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know, he Just, might be, go ahead. 
it's not just like expecting to win the match because sometimes the guys is better than you. So all you can do is just try your best and just compete. Absolutely. You know, and at the same point, like when you don't have a guy that's that, that you don't know is that much better than you, you should expect to win. Right. If when you're wrestling, you know, the the world is so small now because of all the things that we have. You know, so it's hard to lie. You know, when I was in high school, you could still kind of like someone could tell me like, oh, this kid's a bum. He's a he's a freshman, you know, and he's ranked fifth in the state. But I wouldn't have known because we didn't really have the Internet wasn't the way it is now. Um, You guys know everything before it happens, you know, (laughs) like. So if you're if you're wrestling a guy, you get the guy's name, you pick up your phone and you're like, type that name in wrestling. Boom. All these, you know, you know exactly what the guy's done and you can kind of see your give yourself your own expectations but i i think we try to preach hey if you're wrestling a guy that's better than you right let's say the first period ends and you're down six to nothing figure out a way to put points on the board against that guy figure out a way to get an escape figure out a way to get a takedown maybe trick him and put him on his back for a second or two you know and that's how you build into all right, last time I wrestled this guy, he's ranked fifth in the state. I got a takedown, and he beat me by 10. This time I'm going to get two takedowns, and I want to lose by – I don't want to lose by more than six, you know, in setting those tiny competitive goals. What do you think about that? Yeah, that's what I'm trying to go for at the moment. Just, hey, last time I wrestled that guy, he he beat me by, like, 15 – just take follow me or that guy had a really close match i won by overtime it shouldn't be the same thing happening again because i'm not like i was back then i'm improved more practice better mentality i shouldn't be doing what i did back then that's awesome that's great man you know um these are these are these are great answers for the for the mental portion um you know, it sounds like you think the right way. Um, you got to work on your confidence a little bit, but man, I'm, I'm excited for you. I'm excited for the way you think. I'm excited for the way you train. So um, this is getting me jacked up. Uh, so what do you think are your, what are your strengths as a wrestler? Um, the strengths are probably just when I know I'm going to get a takedown, I'm not going to let it go. Even the guys scrambling out, putting in a position I've never seen before in my life, I'm still going to hold on to that grip that I have on this leg and trying to finish the takedown. It's like you give a dog something to bite and it just doesn't let go. Like it's going to get bone. it. A dog on a bone. Uh, if I, I get think, it, I'm gonna get it. And like, even if I don't get it, I'm gonna try again. I'm gonna yeah. try the exact same thing. This time, I'm gonna get it. Yeah, you know, now that you bring that up, you 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 are like a dog on a boat. When you're on a leg, man, you you <laughs> you're on that leg. Um, I, I thinking back, I, I remember sometimes being worried about you taking some shots, and it was just like you know what, Jay's not going to let go of that guy's leg. That guy's, he's not letting that guy get around him. So, um, yeah, you're definitely, you're definitely onto something. You definitely have some tenacity um, that's super important to be successful. Um, 
So that's, that's awesome. What do you think are the, the biggest areas you need to improve in? Uh, probably just bottom position in general, because, you know, every coach is always preaching about getting a skate, you had to stand up, knee slide, and sometimes, like, you think you can hit a flashy move, and you're just like, you know what, I'm going to go for it, and it just puts you in a position worse than you'd have. <laughs> so, so when you say, I'm going to go for it, what are you talking about? Like, let's say um, I do, uh, I'm on bottom, I'm on a tripod, he's circling behind me, I get the perfect angle for Peterson, and you're just like, maybe I should try it. And I'm just like, sure, I'll go for it. I don't Sometimes think you ever think, maybe I should try a Peterson, Jay. You're like, I'm going for a Peterson, <laughs> bam, every time. Yeah, it's something I got to work on. Which is great. Don't get me wrong. Uh, I think you, you hit it. You hit it hard. Um, but, but sometimes if all you're trying to do is, is Peterson and Granby, you know, it's, it's a little easier to stop, right, than if you're trying to hit a yeah, stand like, up. Like you're hitting a Peterson, like I'm hitting it once already, and the guy just like, oh, it's coming. And he's just preparing for that roll and just put me on my back. Yeah. So – if you if you try it once in a while or or you, you kind of set it up a little bit harder you, you're gonna have probably more success with it or if you you start working more on hey you know it's two zero I don't necessarily need a Peterson right now um, which is gonna put him to his back for five points I can just escape and get one point and get myself back in the match um, and I'll keep that Peterson in my back pocket in case I need it in the third period um, you know, those are other other strategic things that, that might help you along. And again, you kind of go to more of the mental side of things rather than physical. You didn't say, uh, you know, well, I need to work on bottom because I'm bad at stand up or I'm bad at these things. My technique isn't good. It's kind of like you're like, I just feel like I can hit a Peterson all the time, right? Yeah, it's uh, like hit it once or twice in a match against the same guy already. And you're just like, you know what? Maybe I can do it again. So I'm going to do it. Yeah. And sometimes it's, it works. Sometimes you're on your back. It's interesting. Like, you know, it might be, you're going to have to be a little disciplined in practice and in competitions where you're like, you know what? I have to learn how to at least be able to stand up and get away and get an escape because that is going to allow me to hit my Peterson more often because it's not my only move on bottom. If it's your only thing, you know, people get or become aware of those things and, and um, find ways to stop them. The, the times that better wrestlers get rolled is because they're wrestling a guy. He stands up, he stands up, he stands up, he stands up. Peterson, where'd that come from? You know? Um, so you got to catch them off guard a little bit. You got to kind of um, play, you know, a little cat and mouse with them. Um, so that's, but that's interesting that you, you think more on the mental side of bottom rather than like a physical thing. So how does your athleticism help you in wrestling? 
I'd say it gave me a little bit of a advantage. Just only a little bit. Because sometimes my techniques are off. And, you know, off season, I would be hitting the weights, trying to be stronger, trying to be bigger. And sometimes when the move is off, but the, the guy's weaker than me, I would just overpower the guy and somehow get the move done. It's not done correctly, but I got it done. Do you ever feel like um, you're a little bit faster than some of the guys you wrestle sometimes? Yeah, it's like sometimes you get faster reaction than the guy, and you're just like, oh, wow, how did I get in the leg? Like, if I were wrestling myself, I would not get in that leg. Yeah, like you're, yeah, you're a little bit, sometimes you're a little faster, sometimes you're a little stronger. So we keep working on that stuff all the time. Uh, so let's move on to like um, some bigger picture questions um, that I like to ask. So, um, Number one, what, what's your vision for yourself after high school? Well, there's always a plan. You know, my family wanted me to be an engineer since I was a kid. And I'm kind of interested, but also in, in the other way, it's like, wow. It's been like there since I was a kid. I'm kind of bored of it. I want to try something new maybe become a doctor, police officer, lawyer, just different things. So you got a lot of things but, yeah, to think about. What are you, yeah, for are, sure. you in, are you in any engineering classes at, at Wheeling? I, uh, I'm really late on it, but yeah, I'm starting an engineering class right now, just introduction to engineering. I mean, and in my spare you're... time, I have my uncle teach <laughs> You're a you're a junior in high school. You're not late. You're not late on anything. Um, so, you know, uh, I think we have a lot of great classes at Wheeling High School, um, particularly with our engineering program. Um, that kids at a lot of other schools never have the opportunity to take. So, getting the opportunity to be involved in the engineering program at Wheeling is probably you're probably a step ahead than ninety percent of kids in um in the country so don't feel like you're behind you know you're, you're gonna get two years of engineering classes still but tell me a little bit about what that's like i mean it's been fun it's been fun i enjoy the classes and teachers are great great environment great classmate so yeah i'm i'm enjoying the the classes right now awesome so you talked about a couple other career career areas. What what kind of draws you to some of those different ones? Like you said, the first one you said was being a doctor. What do you think? Um, being a why do you think being a doctor uh, sounds good? Well, it's not about it's not about just you know like oh you're a doctor or like a title. It's more of like oh if I'm a doctor, I can help other people. You know I can become a heart surgeon do a heart transplant, be a brain surgeon, or just any kind of doctor, really. Yeah. Just the thought of helping out somebody, it's like, it's like, oh, it's good enough. Yeah, that's, that's awesome. Um, you know, that's why I became a special education teacher. I was talking about that with, uh, with Chips the other day. 
on here and um you know that the the um the pursuit of helping others is is kind of one of the most fulfilling things you can do um so that would be a great that's a great reason to do anything um to help other people out uh what do you think is different about being a wheeling high school student com um compared to to kids who go to other schools Uh, I'd say more of an environment, really. You know, we had we have a lot of great teachers. They're just friendly to students, inside or outside of school. A lot of funny coaches, uh, great coaches. And yeah, overall, it's just it's a very positive place to be in. And I think uh, a lot of high schoolers from other schools don't really have that kind of area in. So yeah, it's just my thought on it. That's awesome. So you really like being at Wheeling. You think it's a, a teachers are nice, kids are nice. You, you you like you like the environment. Yeah, that's awesome, man. That's that's great to hear. Um, obviously, you know, because I'm a teacher at Wheeling. So, um, <laughs> awesome. <laughs> that's cool. Um, so, one last question I have is actually. Right now, let's do, I'll have two more, okay? Um, so this one's a fill in the blank question. Wrestling is like blank. Lifestyle. Wrestling is like- I know it's blank. like- Explain yeah, it. it's like a lifestyle. It's cliche, you know, every wrestler says it, everybody says it, but it takes a lifestyle to become a good wrestler. You can't just go in, compete, and not change anything outside of your life to become a good wrestler. You have to change pretty much everything. Well, tell, talk about how that might be different from someone who wants to be a really good soccer player or really good, um, and it's something else. Like, why, why does wrestling, why do you think wrestling asks more than, than maybe other, some other things? It's it's a really dedication required sport. You can't just become good at it just because, oh yeah. Talent for wrestling is a thing, but it takes dedication to become good. You don't see guys out there that just good out of nowhere. You know, most of those guys out there have like years of training it's wrestling, lifting, and just overall, like, harder training than everyone else. Yeah, certainly there's, like, um, a, um, a factor to it where you kind of have to understand that you're going to be put out of your comfort zone on a daily basis. And I played a lot of sports growing up, and nothing – Certainly nothing was like a high school wrestling practice. Um, yeah. You know, football can be an intense game, um, but a football practice um, would be, it was a lot of standing around, fairly boring, a couple hard drills, you know, and you talk a lot of strategy, you know, and it's a lot of yeah. going over plays, right? Going over tactics, going over strategy you know, wrestling is like, 
an hour and a half to two hours of just like, I can't breathe. I can't breathe. <laughs> and then you get a water break for two minutes and you're like, thank God. And then it's like, I can't breathe again, you know, and, and you're trying to learn these techniques and do these things. And um, certainly it takes a, a different type of person. And, and certainly if, if you get the bug and you get into it, you, you start changing things around you start eating better. You start lifting weights because you got to get better at wrestling, right? You start watching wrestling yeah. rather than maybe watching television or movies um, or playing video games. You start, um, you just think about it all the time. Um, so I like that. That's a great answer. Um, now you get one or you, get, you could ask me anything. You get one question to ask me anything. What do you want to ask me? Oh, one question? You can ask two. I don't. I don't care. I don't know why I, I made a big deal about asking one. But <laughs> why did you choose wrestling? Um, that's a great question, and I kind of feel like uh, like wrestling chose me. Um, so the story about how I got involved in wrestling is kind of not real long, but it took it would took uh, over a span of years. So there was this guy. Um, do you were you on the team when John Smith was on the team, JP? Yeah, I was on the team. I was a freshman. Okay, so JP has he's the youngest of five. So he his I brought up his older brother earlier, Jamie. So his brother Jamie is a year older than me. So I've known Jamie since I was like in first grade. And I, what happened was I fell in love with football. I played a backyard game of football in like first or second grade. I was like, this is the best thing in the world. I gotta go, I gotta go play football. I gotta go play football. And Wheeling Park District had a football team at the time. Jamie Smith's father was the head coach. So I go out for the football team and his dad and the other coach on the team told me you gotta come out for wrestling. You know, they were they were just recruiting all the kids for wrestling on this little park district team. And so my dad brought me to a wrestling practice and I was like, nah, nah, I don't like it right? First practice, you weren't doing anything. There was no drills. You're kind of maybe they tried, probably showed us a stance and that was about it. And I was like, I'm going to go play basketball. And this was like probably 1996. And I was a little kid in Chicago. I was going to be the next Michael Jordan, man. We had the best basketball team in the world, the best basketball team ever. We all want to be basketball players. So uh, my dad really tried to talk me back into it. I didn't do it. So it took a few more years. I realized I wasn't going to be a basketball player. I wasn't very good. And uh, I went to MacArthur and I went out for the wrestling team. I remember one kid was like, you got to come out, man. It's, it's awesome. And he explained the rules to me. And um, um, my dad was excited about it. Um, I think he just knew I was going to be good at it. And um I was fairly, I was, you know, I was, I was okay right away. Um, I was an IESA state qualifier my first year. Um, so I went 16 and eight and it was kind of off to the races from then. Um, by the time I was a freshman in high school, it was my favorite sport. And I'd kind of wasn't as into football, um, kind of dropped out of football and, and ran with wrestling. And, um, um, so when I got to high school, the coaches were like, well, you can wrestle matches all spring. You can go to these freestyle matches and, and wrestle all spring. And I was like, yeah, I want to do that. And my dad was begging me to play baseball. And I was like, no, they say there's these spring matches. And I went to two spring matches and I wrestled um, 
the head coach of Frem now, his name is uh, Jeff Kesky, and he had been a state qualifier, um, and he beat me like five to two. And I remember coming off being like, wow, that guy's a state qualifier. He only beat me five to two. And then I wrestled a teammate of his by the name of Bobby Kalen, who was also a state qualifier. And he beat me like nine to one. I'm like, he didn't pin me, you know, I wrestled two state qualifiers two weeks in a row. And they didn't, neither of them pinned me. And, <laughs> you know, and my dad was like, yeah, that was great. Let's just do this. Um, and it was kind of off to the races. It was like lifting weights in my basement. And, and I just kind of got the bug from that. So, yeah. so it kind of chose me. Yeah, it's, it gets real addicting once you get, like, hooked onto it. You're just like, you can't let go. It's, yeah. it's always going to be, you know. Yeah, and, like, you know, you get those first few wins. Like, my first year, I remember I was winning, and it was, like, it was cool. But I wasn't, like, hooked yet. It was cool um, because I was winning, and I saw that I was having more success than maybe some other first-year kids, right? There were other first-year kids that were just, like, losing and losing and I was like well I, I don't you know maybe I'm just wrestling guys that aren't very good or something but I'm 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 putting some wins up and of course I got outclassed you know I got pounded a few times I, I qualified for state I got pinned in like I think it was almost a record I got pinned in like 35 seconds in my match at state <laughs> kid oh. hammered me yeah that's a record sure yeah he just like came out middle school headlock boom pinned me I didn't even know what happened I was like crying I was all upset um but yeah, probably by the time I was in eighth grade, I was in love with it. That's a great question. You got any others for me? Uh, not so sure about like questions, but I got a story about, it's probably when it started coming and like, oh yeah, I kind of like this. Yeah, let's hear it. It's probably my first tournament, freshman year. It was probably at either Barrington or... Yeah, I probably bat Barrington or somewhere. I won my first match of freshman year. First time ever wrestling an official match. And I won. And I was like, wow, I really did that out there. But I wasn't hooked yet. I was just like, wow, that's nice. You know, like, I won. First ever match. But then, you know, after match after that, it's just like, it was a huge fall. I was losing and losing. And just not even putting points up on the board. So yeah, it kind of like hit me like, oh damn, maybe I'm just not built for this. And then the tournament came and I already had a bad mentality like, oh yeah, I'm going to go out there. Kid's probably going to beat my ass. I'm going to lose. But then uh, the coaches back then, uh, Coach Cost, he's still coaching us now. And uh, Coach Custable, he, he's not with us right now. Uh, I'm not sure where he is. You probably know, but I don't. But yeah, he gave me a little prep talk before the match. Like, oh yeah, you've been losing. I know you've been losing, but you just got to believe in yourself at least once. Just give it a try. The matches I've wrestled before that match, I didn't get any takedown. It was just all reversal, getting back points, and that was it. No escape. And during that match, shook hand with them, and I was just like, oh, wow, what, what am I going to do? And coach is yelling, take a shot, because I didn't before. And I took my first ever shot. It was a really bad blast double, but I got him. 
I took him down and I was just like, wow, I did that? Like, wow, I really did that. And then it just clicked from there. Like, I can do this. I can beat this guy. And it was just a combination of him getting up, me letting go, me taking him down again. And eventually I pinned the guy, third period. Walking out feeling like a champ. <laughs> That's awesome, man. Yeah. You talking about that kind of reminds me of like being way back in like seventh grade, eighth grade, like those first couple matches where it was like, I'm just going to try it. I'm just going to go. We'll see what happens. Yeah. And you kind of know, like, I don't know what I'm doing. I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> I'm just going to try. And, uh, you know, you'd, you'd end up on top and you hear the ref go too. And you're like, man, I, I did it. Like, did the ref just gave me you're like, I made it. Yeah. Yeah, you know, now that you say that, I definitely, I definitely remember those days. Um, that's a cool story, man. Um, yeah. Uh, anything else you got for us, Jay? Uh, going back to the, the environment at Wheeling Park. Sure. Most people don't know this, but um, when I was in Thailand, I was born there. I spent 12 years of my life there. So from kindergarten all the way to sixth grade, I started first grade in an elementary school back there. It was an all boys school. So it was somewhat of a huge change. It's not pretty much just testosterone all over the school. Fighting what? Wait, what? Testosterone, just guys being boys being boys. Oh, testosterone. Okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Sorry. So, being it's a lot of misbehavior. Yeah, all that, a lot of misbehavior. And um, back then it was legal to uh, for for teachers to punish the kid by just like giving him a hand slap with a ruler or just getting a spanking. So yeah, growing up I got a lot of spanking from okay. teachers. From your teachers. Yeah. Wow. There are they were allowed to do that back then. They're not allowed to do it now. Okay. Probably gets to do it now. Even in Thailand, they're not allowed to do it. Yeah, not anymore. Okay. It used to be, but not anymore. Okay. So, so keep going. It was yeah. The teachers were nice, but some of them, you know, as soon as they punish you, you kind of like, wow, I don't really like them because they're just giving you the spanking, and you're just like, wow, I don't like that teacher. Sure. Transitioning to school in America, which is a mixed school, you know, public school, boys and girls, it was just like, wow, what is happening? Haven't experienced this in like six years. Don't know what's going on. And I learned English back then. And I came here and it was not of a it was not of a problem communicating with other people. But sure. I was a shy kid, you know, you're like you're in a foreign country for the first time, nobody's helping you. He's just like, he's like, what am I supposed to do? Am I normal? Am I being normal? Am I talking normally? And yeah, it was it was a huge change. Wow. So that's why I said that um the wheeling kid probably had a lot of better experience than what I did as a kid. So, so do you think that kind of like is why you look at Wheeling kind of as such a positive place sometimes. Like, this is great, yeah, like, you know, like, 
people are nice people are smiling you know if if i make a mistake you know they'll give me a detention or something and and nobody's hitting me um and and this is just way better than what i'm used to like that kind of perspective yeah pretty much yeah it was just like a whole new different perspective so yeah it was wow it was a drastic change for my life do you think that's that's what i thought do you think like not that other kids, you know, have, you know, I don't know how many students we have from Thailand, but like, do you think there are other kids at Wheeling that have the same perspective as you, as far as like, Wheeling's a great place. Um, you know, it's, a, I, I really like how nice everyone is and, and have that kind of thought or the, what do you think? Yeah, I'm, I believe a lot of students actually like Wheeling and like the environment here. Because most people probably maybe transferred to other school before and they didn't like it and they came here and they're like, wow, I'm enjoying this, you know, new life, new change. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. That's, you know, that's so wild to hear, you know, like my, you know, my dad was born in the 50s and like, um, you know, he would talk about, he went to like Catholic school and like the teachers would hit him with a ruler and stuff. Um, but when I was in school, you know, and I'm not super old, but I'm twice your age at this point, you know, I was, I was your age when you were born, you know, um, the thought that a teacher would spank me in kindergarten or first grade would be, you know, that person would still be in jail for doing something like that. And to think that, you know, just a few years ago in Thailand, um, they were doing that and that you had to experience that. That's, that's crazy, man. So um, I'm sorry that, you know, that was going on, but I'm, man, am I happy that you're here? You know, you've been, uh, Oh yeah, I'm happy too. <laughs> uh, there's one know, thing I don't miss about Thailand and it's just spanking. Oh, you know, you're, you're, um, you're a great guy. You're a great student. Um, love having you on the team, big J. Um, I appreciate you talking candidly about just wrestling life and and your experiences man i i think uh i i know i learned a lot um i think this was this was really good man i hope you had a good time yeah i had a great time all right jay uh thank you uh one more time for the record could you say your your full name all right that's big jay everybody all right We'll see you next time on What Does It Take? All right. Thanks for having me.